Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to explore positivity and why it's not a one-size-fits-all, and how trying to copy other successful entrepreneurs and following their tips, tricks, and strategies won't always guarantee your own success. So if this is a topic that interests you, keep listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. So welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer. I'm the founder and creator of the Positive Change Program and the three X effects of positive change. This podcast, the Positive Change Podcast, is all about helping thriving entrepreneurs to go to the next level of their business using positivity as their core. And I'd like to start this episode by reflecting on a recent conversation with one of my Success Accelerator clients. These are clients that I work with one-on-one over a six to 12-month period to really help them bed down positivity and enthusiasm and all the elements of a thriving entrepreneur and take it to the next level in their business. And I was starting with a new client and they're really struggling. You know, they're really starting that place of being overwhelmed and stressed out and not really knowing where to go next in their business. And when we started to unpack why that was occurring for this particular client, it was all about trying to make others happy. Now, this is one of the core tenets of running a successful business that is the mainstream of how many entrepreneurs talk about thriving in business. Start with the customer and be customer-centric. Now, at its core, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being customer-centric. In fact, it's absolutely necessary to be successful in business. But when it goes wrong, it's all about going too far and being too responsive or over-responsible to the client's needs to the detriment of ourselves. It's going above and beyond, and as a consequence of that, losing a sense of who we are and why we do what we do. It's setting goals and achieving goals regardless or at the expense of our own personal satisfaction, happiness, and joy. And ultimately, when we take this pathway, It's all about leading to burnout and to becoming overwhelmed. Now, this particular Success Accelerator client had already followed a number of other entrepreneurs who really told them about hustle, 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 religiously following the next step to success. And each of these past gurus that this client of mine had talked to and worked with had, of course, a success blueprint. That element, if you follow these five steps, you'll get success. If you outline these seven foundations to a successful business, you'll make it. If you just do this one rule or one principle, it'll take you to the next level. Now, again, following these success blueprints isn't necessarily wrong, but when we take them 
and we follow them without really working how to make them our own, then we set ourselves up for the first of many failures and disappointments we'll go through. Now, the real problem here is looking to others and trying to emulate their success rather than looking within ourselves and amplifying what already makes us successful. Positive practices or practices for positivity don't always work all of the time. Now, I go into this in a significant amount of detail in my Positive Change program. In fact, it's the first X of my 3X effect of positive change and positivity by default. But the key consideration here is when we're trying to follow a plan towards success and it's not working for us as entrepreneurs, we tend to do one of two things. The first thing we try to do is double down, go harder and harder and hustle and hustle, harder and harder around that one blueprint. Ultimately, heading us down a pathway towards even greater stress and overwhelm. Now, as my meditation teacher once told me, if your practice isn't working, then pause. Why practice something that's not working? You're just practicing failure and again and again and again. Now, that's the first pathway that entrepreneurs tend to take when they're overwhelmed and trying to find their way out of it. They find something they think will work and they just double down and do it again and again and again. Now, the other thing that entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed tend to do and I've seen this many times with my Success Accelerator clients, is they tend to shop around ideas. If that plan doesn't work, they find the next one. If that plan doesn't work, they find the next one. If that plan doesn't work, they find the next one. And they continue to shop around for positivity and trying to find the next magic bullet that will get them out of that rut and get them back on track. Now, the key consideration here is that neither of these extremes doing one thing regardless of whether it works or not, or trying to do everything if nothing's working. Either of these two extremes don't work. And it's really about trying to find that middle way. So as we dig in to this topic of why positivity isn't just a one-size-fits-all, I'd like to just share a little bit about what I tend to notice entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed tend to do incorrectly or wrong, and as a consequence, keep themselves stuck and overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and worried about whether they're good enough or whether they'll be ready enough or able enough to deal with whatever stresses or whatever challenges they have in their business and what keeps them stuck in that worry loop and not be able to get out of it. Now, the first thing that they tend to do in my experience is they tend to have an over-reliance on one particular strategy or approach to being positive and optimistic. This is a similar consideration as taking the one success blueprint and just religiously following it by rote without really thinking about how you make that plan your own. It's really about being over-reliant on one strategy. Now, to give you a really simple metaphor for this, several years ago, I was renovating part of my house. And um, you know when I first started this project, I did get a builder to help me out. So I, first, the thing I did was found an expert obviously because i'm not an expert in building so I, I found this expert to really help me out and the first thing he asked me is okay let's have a look at your toolkit because if you're going to be doing this renovation and you're going to be assisting me in re renovation i need to know what tools you have available or don't have available now at that point in time you know i'm not that handy <laughs> to be honest with you so i 
had a hammer. Pretty much a hammer and a, and a set of um, screwdrivers. Other, other than that, really not a lot. Now, this is a very similar analogy to being over-reliant on a one single thing. Now, when all you've got is a hammer, everything starts looking like a nail. It's that old cliche. If all you've got is a single tool, the only thing in your toolkit, what else are you going to use? You're going to be using the same thing all the time. And then a very simple example of this, when I talk with my clients about this particular topic is they might have a meditation practice. Now, every single day, they're going to sit down on that meditation cushion and they're going to practice for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, regardless of whether they're getting the success or they're getting the benefits or the outcomes of that practice. They just keep doing it. They're still feeling stressed out or worried. They just meditate more. Or if they can't concentrate, they just try and concentrate harder. And as I've already shared, my meditation teacher who um, really guides me along my own pathway says, good practice means good results. Bad practice means bad results. If you're practicing and it's not good quality, don't expect good quality results. Another simple example of this is exercise. Now, exercise is a heavy duty state changer to feeling more positive and optimistic in life, work, and in fact, in any domain of your life. But there is such a thing as over-exercising, doing too much exercise, putting our physical body under too much distress and duress. And we all know what happens when we do that. We tend to get injured. If we have a breakdown in a certain muscle or something, a joint, that stops us from exercising. The same applies when we look at our positivity strategies, those things as entrepreneurs we put in place in order to keep us positive and optimistic and focused on finding and following that flow towards flourishing. When we're over-reliant on one particular positivity strategy or positivity approach without having anything else in our kit bag, it's like having a hammer and trying to do everything with it. Now, the other extension of that is we have an over-reliance upon one type of practice or one type of approach. Now, I go into this in significant detail in my Positive Change program and one of the three X effects of having positivity by default. But one of those considerations is that there are four primary types of positivity strategies, thinking strategies, relationship strategies, physiological strategies, and environmental strategies. Now, what I tend to find, particularly with entrepreneurs who are really struggling, is they tend to have an over-reliance on one type of strategy, typically the thinking or the cognitive strategy. If they're in doubt, they set a plan. If they don't know how to do something, they read more. If they don't know how to find their way forward, they try and visualize success. If they're really unsure about how to visualize success and feeling stressed about that, they might meditate or use guided imagery or something in similar. What they tend not to do is go and ask a friend, right? Or tend to take that time out, walk around the block. They tend to double down, particularly when they're really in the trenches of their own emotional or mental overwhelm. Now, the third approach, the third mistake that the overwhelmed entrepreneur tends to make is not matching their approach to the situation that they find themselves in. You know, it's really like seeing every day as demo day. 
Now, I, I remember when I was doing my entrepreneur, I was watching a whole lot of um, home improvement shows. Um, and demo day seems to be the day that all of these shows love the most, where they get to be destructive and break things down. But again, that's the type of approach you might take when, when you have an over-reliance on one type of approach, the break-it-down approach, the through, through, through sheer force of will approach. It's not matching the approach to the situation. Again, using the same metaphor of renovating a home. If I was renovating a bedroom, I would use different materials, different tools than if I was renovating a bathroom. Different functions, different approaches, different tools. And the same goes when we're trying to find approaches, strategies, or tools and tips for overcoming overwhelm and being more positive and optimistic in pursuing success in our business. The more stressed out we become, the more we adopt thinking strategies rather than trying to find the approach that best fits the situation we might find ourselves in. And not just the best approach, but the best approach with a level of sophistication or maturity or complexity that is just perfectly primed for the complexity of the situation we face. Now, sometimes we can use a very simple plan if we're dealing with a simple challenge. But the more complex the challenge, the more sophisticated our approach needs to be. Now, we know that to be aligned to how business strategy and business planning works. And the same goes for positivity. Again, not all positivity practices are considered equal. And positivity isn't a one-size-fits-all. We need to find that approach that is relevant and aligned to the situation that you are facing within and through yourself and for your business. Now, the one last thing that I see a lot when working with my clients, particularly in my Success Accelerator program, this program that's about helping individuals, entrepreneurs, find th become thriving in their life and their business. And it's a strategy of trying to tough it out. Now I say that with a wry smile because I remember doing this one myself a lot. Is you know, it's I'm gonna call the strategy of no strategy. <laughs> because when we're really overwhelmed, we run out of ideas, we just think to ourselves, I just keep doing what I'm doing and the issue will go away. Now as we know, it's like the pebble in the shoe or the thorn in the shoe. It just doesn't go away it tends to get more and more amplified. And this is where we move towards coping as an entrepreneur, you know, struggling maybe, but just keeping it together to being overwhelmed with the very situations we face overwhelm us as entrepreneurs and we get burnt out. And ultimately, if it gets too much, we're gonna give up. Um, the, Frank, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, talks about sharpening the saw. Now, this is a great metaphor for when we're thinking about toughing it out and not fixing something or taking the time to step out and step back and work out how do I best approach this situation I face. It's like getting into renovation with a blunt saw or a bent nail or the screwdriver with the broken tip. 
None of these elements will help us when we're going through our renovation. We really need to make sure we have the right tools, strategies, tips, tricks, techniques in readiness for the next phase of the journey of being a thriving entrepreneur. And this is about upgrading and continue to upgrade our practices for positivity, the more sophisticated our business becomes and the more mature or more sophisticated we become in leading and building our own businesses. But there's a way out, obviously. I've talked about the thriving entrepreneur and it's really about not trying to tough it out. It's, that will only lead to overwhelm. It's not about doing what other people think is the right thing for you. It's about trying to identify and finding those two, three or four tools and techniques for positivity that work ideally for the you in the situation you find yourself in. And again, I talk about this a lot more in my 3X of Positive Change program. But fundamentally, there are three things that the thriving entrepreneur does that is fundamentally different to what the overwhelmed entrepreneur does. First of all, they work out what works for them. They learn about themselves, what their thresholds for stress are, working out what they enjoy doing, what their passions are, what frustrates them. They identify what it is about them with intimate detail, what it is about them that makes them tick. And they learn about themselves and they try different strategies and different approaches. And they try different techniques to find those techniques for positivity that work well for them. And most importantly, they measure success of those techniques. They don't just take for granted that because they work for some person over there, it's going to work for them. They try them on. They measure how that technique for positivity affects how they feel. They have a very clear ways of finding positivity and measuring their own positivity. So a pretty simple technique in this way is if you're watching a, tech, a tutorial from somebody about how to be a thriving entrepreneur and how to be successful in business, don't just take what they say as rope. Work out how that suggestion would work for you and does it align to how you like to run and lead and pursue your own success in your business. Second thing that the thriving entrepreneur does is they always learn more approaches than they think they'll need. You know, the last thing we want to do halfway through or partway through our entrepreneurial adventure is run out of tools for being positive and optimistic. Something that happened at point A may not happen at point B. The thriving entrepreneur is always looking for new approaches for remaining positive and optimistic. They're not just setting and forgetting their strategies for positivity and success. They're always upgrading them, reviewing them, and making sure they're fit for purpose for the situations that they face. And third, they're always selecting approaches that stretch them and take them to the next level, but not too much so that they become overwhelmed or stressed. The thing about positivity is in order to maintain positivity in life, work, and in fact, in any domain of your life, with your friends and in your own personal development, we really need to be selecting approaches for positivity that continue to put us on our learning edge and to help us realize how much more we can do and pursue in order to have our best life 
and a thriving business and a thriving life. It's about learning and growing and continuing to pursue mastery. Now, these considerations, of course, are included within my positive change program. But let me give you one right now. Let me give you one tool and technique that um, I know through my own personal experience and the experience of many of the people that I've worked with over the years. The one tool, if you to implement it today, will serve you well and I can guarantee will make a difference for you tomorrow. And the simple tool is to stop and to name your context. Now, what do I mean about that? It's defining the situation you're in. We cannot hope to change something unless we become really clear about where we are. So naming your own context, naming the current situation that you find yourself in and defining it with a sense of clarity and as best as possible, objectivity. Now, this is one of the first steps you can take in order to get greater understanding of yourself and your own threshold is to find a degree of objective measure that defines and helps you better understand your current situation. From there, it's then asking yourself the question, what do I need to best respond to this current context or situation I find myself in? It's not just reaching for the first thing in your tool bag or your kit bag or your toolkit. You know, the first thing I would have reached for when I first started my renovation was a hammer. Why? Because it was the only thing I had. But pretty quickly as I was doing my renovation, I had a complete set of foundational tools that I needed to do a renovation. And when I reached into my tool bag, I knew exactly what tool I needed to use, what size it needed to be, and how to get the most out of it. So once we name that context, what we're actually facing, the next step is to identify what do I need to face that situation. And if you don't have it ready at hand, if you don't have the right tool or technique, start looking. Run some experiments to work out what you think you might need. Test and learn. What do I need to know? What do I already know? And how will I know that the approach I'm trying is really working for me? These are the three questions that I always ask and invite the people I work with through my Positive Change program to also ask, what's the situation? For this unique situation, what do you already know how to do? For this unique situation, what don't you already know how to do? And third, how will you know the approaches you adopt or the approaches you trial are going to be working for you? So um, in the show notes below, within this particular episode, there is a download template that you can download directly from my website that basically outlines that single tool. There's obviously lots you can learn in my program, but this one tool, naming your context or defining your situation, doing so objectively, and then identifying what you have in response, what you don't have in response, and what you, how you know that what you're doing is moving the needle towards greater levels of thrivability and flourishing for you in your business. That's the tool and technique. So if you're interested, if you think this tool might work for you, click on the link below in the show notes and stay tuned for another episode. Thanks for joining. 
Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.